Are we, are we, oh shit. All right, we are back, guys. Welcome back to Cam's Corner. We're back at the Johnson Rec Center in Johnson, Rhode Island with Ashanti Frazier of the Rhode Island College Anchor Women and the founder of Me Versus Me Training Camp. Ashanti, how's camp today? How you feeling? How's, how's the oh vibes right now? First of all, big shout out to Cam right here. Love this dude. Was at all my it. games and everything. Um, but cam um, sorry, camp was great. Uh, I had a few, few people who were just... I mean, I had a small number, but the small number, they were just talented, love to get after it, super gritty players, and, you know, that's what basketball is at this moment. Um, but, yeah, I loved it. And I, the most important thing about having a camp like this is having players who are willing to learn, and I feel like they were all just sponges and soaked up everything, which is just awesome. Right, so, like, what's the age group you usually, like, train? Like, is it, like, usually, like, middle school kids, high school, or is it, like, kind of uh, any age group? I, I did have a camp that was, like, 5th through 8th and then 9th through 12th. So I do, a, I do a little bit of all, but this one right now was – seventh through seventh plus so getting those middle school players prepared for a uh, higher level basketball and then i had uh people who are freshmen in college right now so i had those people here so just exposing them to not even me as a resource but like other players too super right. important uh building a better community for us because that's community that built me so i want to make sure i'm giving back to it right so like kind of like all age groups doesn't matter like you know boys girls how old they are like every age group trying to Everything. give back to the community i love that um so do you only do it in Johnson, or is there like another site that you do that too? I do it. I do most of my training and everything at Rhode Island Basketball Academy in Exeter, Rhode Island. Um, but this is more centrally located for most of the folks that I train, so I was like, why not be here? Um, yeah. Oh, nice. All right. So I guess we can just hop right into it. So, with the idea of like me versus me, where did that come from? Like, who helped you along the way to like, you know, create it? I know you got your photographer right here. Yeah. Um, who's also one of your teammates as well. Like, just, you know, explain that. Talk to the viewers about. Um, how the idea came about and again like kind of why you started it again of course of course so big shout out to Abby Phelan photography of course being here I had uh, some other people Chris Capps here too um, I had Naraya Scott from Providence College uh, Lizzie Lewinko too so big shout out to them before I get into that but well so what started with me versus me is basically like every single day um, there's no one else you have to be there for yourself you have to show up for yourself and especially in a sport where it's like kill or be killed um, so it's very important that you sort of start at a super young age or accepting it as soon as possible that it's gonna be me versus me if you adopt that um, just trait about yourself and use it in all facets but if we're talking about basketball right now that is exactly gonna, that's exactly what's going to excel you to the next level just being able to all right, you're not even my competition. The only person I want to be is the person in the mirror. So right. just going going to war constantly, consistently, every single day with the person in the mirror is just how you improve. Um, and that's how I that's how I take it in life. But that's how I I found this. Like it wasn't even hard. Yeah. Nice. It wasn't even hard. Like I literally thought probably for a second and got me versus me as my brand. Mm. Um, people who helped me along the way, of, of course, just my family of course those are those are the people who held me down and then close friends too just being there for me um showing me what it is what it is to have success and how you share that with people around you so family close friends all right so you yourself you're a guard point guard you're always handling the ball um what's like your main focus to these kids like as you teach them like i know obviously like um different players of different calibers like you know a big that's like you know like for like women's maybe like six feet six right. one that you know they work on footwork so you as a guard you're teaching these kids how to get open off the dribble you know how to create space like is that like your main focus or do you focus on like every aspect of the game as a whole typically i try to focus on every aspect but i try to tell my players right away you don't want to go into okay let's say i want to get better how 
Okay, yeah. you can be better at ball handling, shooting, finishing. There's so many things. But then keeping the goal really specific at the same time. You don't want to adopt 15 different goals and try to attack them all at once. That's how you literally end up in a stalemate and you, there's no there's no improvement. What you want to do is say, okay, I want to be better at ball handling. What goes into that? Offhand dribbling, pressure dribbling, retreat dribble. There's so many things. That's why I, I try to tell my players, especially at a young age, you can't take on a whole, a whole mountain, okay, if you've never walked a hill. So you, I tell them, take one thing at a time, ball handling. Take everything that goes into ball handling and just be obsessed with it. Go to work every day with it. And once you feel like, okay, I've, had, I've, I've, I've reached a level where, okay, I'm, I'm, I, w I wouldn't say I'm a master of this skill, but I have reached my peak right now. How do I go forward? All right, right. maybe I need to be better at shooting. That's what I do typically. Right, so really focusing in on like their like weaknesses in a way. Obviously, every player has something they have to work on, so you pick, mm. you pick apart what they need to work on focus on that, get them better at that, as well as what they're already good at. You yeah. know, that just creates a full player in, in yeah. general. So I love that idea of me versus me. Um, and then uh, lastly, kind of like branding yourself, you know, like social media. Um, like I saw like the, um, the videos that you post on like Instagram and yeah. stuff like that, like how to teach kids like more ways, like um, was it finishing up two feet? Two I saw feet. that video and I know along the line, you're going to have more videos like that as well. So just kind of like explain that and um, what like the purpose of that is for you on uh, social media? Um, so anyone who really knows me knows I'm not a huge fan of social media, but right now it's bigger than me. So I have to think con constantly what content needs to be put out. And I don't even, I think probably 70% of the time, but I allow my players, I, I put polls on my story all the time. What's the content you want to see? How do you, how do you want to get better? Or, or is there tips that I can give you? Because I'm super knowledgeable myself and I soak my brain up with knowledge that will only better me. I tell my players all the time, knowledge isn't power. What is power is the act. So, like this, um, what do you put in a car? Gas. Gas, okay, so that's fuel. Knowledge is a fuel. Now, what makes the car start? Key. The key. <laughs> so is the gas, the, is the gas make the car start? It's, it's the key turning, it's the act. So acting on the knowledge that you have is super, super vital. Um, so yeah, that's how that's how that's how I talk about that. But content-wise, it's just like I'm trying to put out as much content that is just helpful for right. everyone. I just want to put out helpful stuff. I want to be I want to better the community that built me um, and give back to it as well. Right. Now I love that because like you know for me growing a page like Camp's Corner and like the social media aspects, it's more of like obviously the like clips of what I'm doing to show people you know, what I do and if it interests them. So like if people see that we're doing an in-person thing like this and they like that more, yep. I'm gonna keep doing more and more right. things like that. So like as for you as a trainer, it's like, what do these players wanna see? What do they wanna get better at? What do they want advice from me from? And right. that's how you grow as one, a trainer, a player as well. Um, is it hard to balance this and uh, playing basketball as well at the same time at the college level? Um, so actually I, uh, I sort of like retired from basketball, the playing aspect. I've always thought I wanted to go like a more philanthropic sort of uh, route. Um, I, I knew I didn't want to play basketball forever, so I always thought maybe I wanted to coach, and I do coach, coach Swarm AAU. And then after coaching, um, a player had came up to me once and was just like, hey, what can I do to get better? And instantly, and it took me no time, I was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to do. Um, so I, I finished, finished basketball, I'm all done, but now I'm just trying to, like I said, get back. Right, so right now, like, it, that's your main focus, just coaching. Have you, um, I was going to get into like your um, your career, like just from growing up from high school mm -hmm. all the way now. Again, at Rick, as you're still there now, what's your major, by the way? Uh, I'm Rick? secondary education with a concentration in history. So that means 
history, teaching history in high school. Right. Okay. Well, history teacher, we might see Ashanti as a future history teacher someday. Yes, like sir. That. Um, but again, like I said, going back to your like your playing days now, where it all started, I always ask people, the first question I always ask athletes um, is where that passion for basketball comes from. So we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, with the camp and everything, but um, like the first the first memory you have of picking up a basketball, like what, what drove you to become a player and to get to teach? Um, wow. Great question. <laughs> I think... So I've always been a, like a really, really competitive kid. Any of my teammates can contest to that. Um, really super competitive. So I think it might have been just the fact that my mom handed me a basketball. Yeah. Like it could have been any sport, but I think right. the fact that she handed me a basketball and then I love the physicality of it. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely love it. Um, I'm sorry, what else was the question? Like, again, like just that passion. Like, like how, when did like you start to feel like, all right, this is what I want to do? Like, okay, yeah, yeah. So I remember I moved, so I was born in Kansas City and I lived there until I was seven. And then I moved to Connecticut. And as soon as I, I remember, I had this fond memory of me, like being seven years old, typing on Google, um, teams near me. Like, yeah. my age, teams near me. And, and then it just sort of grew from there. I joined my, um, my community level basketball league. Right. And at a young, well, my mom joined me, mm -hmm. and, but I was in it and I really, really loved it. And then I had travel and they always thought I was like a, a shining star. Like I, I yeah. remember I was constantly playing up and then I, I sort of had to face, face facts. Like eighth grade, no, no, my freshman year, because throughout travel, I was always like double teamed and like I could never even score. Like just reflecting on that right now, I can never even score. So I think what actually brought me through that was like, a, like a confidence level that most players didn't have because I could never score and then I had to sort of face facts um, sophomore freshman summer and sophomore year I couldn't shoot went to the gym every day shot the boys ball every day play with men every day that is literally and then, then that I went from scoring 150 points my freshman year to 398 something like that my sophomore year like that's so passion has always been easier for me yeah. Like knowing what I want to do has always been an easier route for me, um, which I'm very, very thankful for because some people lack that, so they don't don't know really which way to go. But passion has always been easy for me, even at a young age. So. Right. I, I can see we got a lot in common because it seems like for you, even at a young age, whatever you did, whatever you tackled, you wanted to get better at like the second you started. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah. You picked up a basketball, you're like, you know, missing a couple shots. Like you want to perfect that craft. You want to perfect again the like, teaching and everything else that you're doing in your life. And that's how I kind of did all this stuff. Like I want to just. Everything is like a rep for me. Like if I'm, you know, on the air or I'm, I'm writing an article and it's not the greatest, it's like, all right, how can I learn from that? How can I grow from that mm -hmm. to make myself better as a person, one, yes. and just in my profession? So um, I really love what you just said. Yeah, like, it's just, just how to get yourself better. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like the philosophy of me versus me. Betting on yourself. What can I do to get myself better? I wake up every day now, mm -hmm. 8 a.m., cold shower, exercise, meditate, journal. I'm doing the right stuff make myself better which will make people around me better right. it's so vital so i love that you said that right and it's not even like if the camera's on or like like you got to do it like on your own time you know like even like in practice like if a coach isn't watching like you work out by yourself that's yes. how players you know develop that that um that, like their characteristics and their mm -hmm. like um you know their character i guess, I guess yeah. i should say um on the court and off the court like yep. that hard working mentality i feel like is what a lot of kids need to have instilled in them at a young age right just to be the best so um, again, shout out to you for creating something incredible because I, I love the idea of me versus me. Um, but again, going back to like uh, your high school days, again, a uh, four-time all-conference player, all-star, 1,000-point score, you know, two-time Fab Five, uh, 15 selection, like, you know, the list goes on. So 
um, at that high school level, when did you see your game like uh, you know start to progress and get better and better? You said like we just talked about. Um, definitely my sophomore year, I was able to put the ball in the hoop. Um, my my teammates would literally just laugh at like how bad I could not shoot, and then I was just determined because I knew we were losing some people my freshman year that were shooters, and I just needed to get in the gym, put some reps up. Um, but the year I feel like where I was like just 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 a whole dog is um, my junior year for sure where I was just like making sure, not just not just I was doing the right thing, but my whole team. Because I was a captain since my sophomore year right. of high school. Yep. So, and that is the biggest takeaway. Like you could list all those compliments, all those accolades in the basketball sense, and that's like nothing to me. Well, the biggest thing I take away is like being a captain. So I guess that's pretty much why I want to be a trainer, be a teacher, have the ability to help others. So yeah, all those accolades and everything mean a lot. But like, what's what's most important is that I'm able to help others. So, anyway, sorry to get off track, but yes, no, no, I feel like I was I was doing really well my junior year of high school. Nice. All right, so I'm gonna pause this really really quick. Okay. All right. So you said you scored that those a thousand you hit your a thousand point uh, milestone in, in your junior year. You said correct? Or? Senior year. Senior, senior year. year. Yep. So again, let me look back at the rundown. Um, I was gonna go back to after high school, like. Um, you know, the college recruitment process. Like, uh, when did you start to see colleges really notice you and, like, notice your game and uh, really take you for the player on the floor that you were and off the court as well? Okay, that's a really good question. Um, and what I really want players to really think about, I'm going to look at this camera right now, um, I really want players to think about is what division do I want to play at? And am I, am I prepared to give what I need to play at X division? Um, so me... Uh, everyone always has big hoop dreams. Division one, want to play Louisville, UConn, Duke, etc. Okay, but are you prepared to be in the gym every day, be mentally worn out every day, physically worn out every day? Okay, so me, I, I had to talk with my mom where we just had to really just be realistic, okay, and be able to take who I am as a person and grow from that. I wanted to be a person that played basketball but also had a life of my own. So Division Three was literally perfect. It was godsend. And once you're able to accept, okay, I'm going to end up right where I'm supposed to be. No, divisions don't matter. I'm going to end up right where I'm supposed to be. So once I did that, I was able to just open my, like, whole mind to just the whole recruitment process because at first I was, I was emailing coaches on end, like in the middle of my classes, emailing coaches on end, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, all, like, Eastern, Eastern colleges. And then it just got crazy. And then as soon as I was able to accept, okay, I want to play D3, it just started to roll in. I got, um, I was getting heavily, heavily recruited by both Rick and Eastern Connecticut. Um, Rick had a really good advantage. My junior year AAU team, Dino was my coach. So I just went with Dino. Um, it made a lot of sense. And then I was also like, Rick was my kind of weird. My kind of weird. We, we all really got each other. And I'm so, so very thankful for my every experience I've had on the team. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know your freshman year, um, that was like the COVID year. That was when everything was kind of yeah. funky and everything like that. But you guys still ended up winning a conference championship. So again, I think you only played like like ten games or something like that. Or like yeah, like something really really low. Something like I think low. maybe even like eleven. Yeah. So like something like that. So like explain because again this year too there was a pause where there wasn't any fans and it was kind of like almost yeah. going back to that like yeah. COVID scene. But. Um, but this is your first year in college. This is your first year as a college athlete, you know, tackling school and while a global pandemic is going on. So um, explain a little bit about that, like what those, uh, again, I talked to your teammate, Antonio, about this um, pandemic and how it was in practices. 
um, let alone games too. So just explain that and uh, what your mindset was throughout that whole uh, process. Yeah, so my senior year of high school, whole pandemic happened and then some weird stuff. And then we came back this our spring semester because that's when basketball actually started. I think it may have even started in February, which, you know, basketball starts in November. Right, it started later. Yeah. Though, yeah. Um, so, and we were doing, like, pod practices, like, five, half of our team at this time, half our team at the, the other time. And I think it was only, like, 45 minutes. Like, it was very, very limited. So we had to sort of um, use our resources, use the rec, go to places where we could practice. And that's what our uh, coaches also expected of us. Um, and there was no fans, which, you know, my mom was always like a screaming mom, so I didn't really mind it. Um, I thought it was actually a nice, like, nice sort of relief because once you're able to accept it, you're like, what can I gain from this experience? Yeah. And I, I found a few positives in that. Um, and then this season was really fun, really, really fun. We actually played like most games I've ever played in a season, 30-ish around that number, yep. um, and we were we were really successful. And we, we hit it we hit it hard in the beginning, hard, very hard, and then. Um, we were, we were just able to just learn. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had to learn fast as hell, but we were just able to learn and then just go. I don't even know what we finished off, but it was a pretty good record. Won our um, division, our conference again, two-time. Yeah. And then we, we, got, we got to play in Natty this year, which is, that's like, yeah. I can't even fathom we'll it. Like, that's, that too. That was, that's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. was watching. Um, you know how the anchor women, they always have like the live streams, like what well, I used to broadcast off of and stuff, and it was a way. And I'm watching it, that whole game, you guys were down, and then you guys end up coming back, like right yeah. right to the last second. I was like, I was I was heartbroken for you guys, like at that point, watching it, like at home. I wanted to get up there and take some cool shots, but um, I wasn't able to. But that, that whole experience, the traveling with the team, yeah. that's a really cool experience in itself. But um, again, kind of reflect on, that this this championship year now because again that freshman year was a little bit choppy. You guys still you guys still came out with the title. So um, your sophomore year, you played a more crucial role. You know you started almost like every single game. Yeah. You guys ended up like I think it was 23 and six and like 15 and one in the conference. So that's like incredible kind of crushing teams. Um, kind of start off like what was one of the most like one of the, what was one of the most like harder games you guys had to play? One of the hardships you guys had to face to keep mm. getting better to get to that uh, point in that final game against you guys. We had to lose. Yeah. We had to lose. You guys were on a hot streak at one point. Yeah. We we had to lose because we, when you're winning so much, you're barely gaining anything. So the, I just want everyone to know failure is is so positive. It's just so positive because we had to lose so we could learn what we needed to do to win. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning of the year, we were losing and we were trying to adapt and we couldn't really get it until we went on that little streak. Um, but we, when we were able to lose against, uh, what was it, Eastern? Eastern, yeah. And overtime. Yeah. yeah. Um, after we were able to lose that game, we were just able to learn. Yeah. Learn very quick. Because yeah. I, I think we played UMass Start Myth right after that, too. At, I think we played them, place, right? yeah, yeah, away yeah. Yep. And, and home again. Maybe I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too positive. Don't yeah. quote me. But I remember, yeah, I went to the game at UMass Dartmouth. Yeah, that. that was that was an awesome game. Yeah, that you guys always awesome. had battles. You know, again, East Con was a really good team in that conference as well. Um, so they, you guys played them in the semis, I believe, right? And then you would go on and play UMass Dartmouth. Or did UMass Dartmouth play them first? They played them. We played. Um, I don't know. We were the one seed, so I think we might have played four seeds, wherever that was, right? Yeah, I think we played um, West Con. Okay. West Con. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, so again, yeah, I guess kind of just the transition into that championship game 
like the feeling of it before we go further into like the NCAA's. Um, like, how did it feel again to have a packed crowd on your home floor? Oh um, yeah. Just pr from the previous year, like you had the same exact game. It was a championship game, but there was nobody in the stands. Oh yeah. So, um, explain your feeling throughout the whole game, and then like you know after the outcome as well. Um, to compare the games, it's a lot different when it's quiet. Yeah, and no hype yeah, but it's like the only people you can hear is your team when you make something big happen. Mm -hmm. That is like, that's one feeling that is just crazy to even describe. Yeah. Like, I remember I got a charge, and the only people that could cheer was my team, and mm -hmm. they were just rowdy. Or I didn't get a charge; I got a block from yeah. someone getting a charge on me. But yeah, um, but this championship game was so awesome, so yeah. awesome. What a what a flip of a coin that was. But I actually was able to be like almost like like an outsider like it was just it wasn't even me like I was my um it was a team effort 125 percent but Tony 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 she killed that game when we're, when we're talking about showing up that was her that was her game that was her that was like that was literally crazy dropping almost 30 she literally helped like Again, as a guard, you're supposed to, like, again, like you facilitate, right. create shots for your teammates. She dropped almost 30, 27 points and did that as well, like, and brought it on defense. So she had it on all aspects, and that hooked up the energy for you guys, too, in that second half. Yeah. I believe it was a tie game at the half, and you guys just came out of that half. So like, just. Yeah, Tony, Tony's, Tony's a friggin' dog, and real, real love for her for sure, because that, that game was crazy. We had gotten, we had gotten really tight towards the end of the season for sure. And then I felt like the chemistry with me and her was really, really unmatched for sure. Um, and and it, it came to the fact, to the point where like, when I pass her the ball, if she did anything except for shoot it, I was upset. Yeah. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Cause there's no no time to second guess anything in a championship game. Just shoot it, so let it fly. So it was it was awesome having a packed crowd and they were really hyped for her too. And that's what, was, that's what being a teammate is about. Just being excited for your teammate. Mm. So I was happy that I was able to do that and for the whole team really, but. Especially Tony, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Pause it one more time. Yeah, again, most definitely. Like we said, uh, the chemistry, um, not just with Antonia, but with your whole your teammates as a whole, right? So you kind of had almost like the same team your freshman and sophomore year, losing a couple seniors. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about the chemistry and how that helps you guys, not only like like on the floor, but like off the floor as well. Like you guys are living on campus together. You guys are creating those bonds. Um, again, just kind of like uh, explain that and how that chemistry helps you guys help, helped you guys win yeah. games. Um, like I said from the beginning, Brick was my kind of weird, so we all we all sort of like mesh together. Of course, you know you're around these 10 to 12 people day in and day out. So of course, there's days where we're all like really catty with each other, but just above all, we're just family. So just being able to just swallow it sometimes um, that that goes a long way. I'm telling you right now, that goes a long way. But um, we had. This team had so much chemistry just because we all played with each other. Like we were just so deep in the bench, so deep in the rotation that everyone got a chance to play with someone else, learn from their strengths, their weaknesses, and then try to put them in the best spot to score. So really yeah, definitely. Game. And like again, like those championship, those championship games. That last game we saw against um, was it what was the name of the team? St. John's at Amherst. Uh, oh, uh, something. St. Like John that. Fisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. St. John you're Fisher, right. You know, right. um, we saw that how that chemistry and the, how that like. The hype that you guys bring for each other helped you guys push back into that game. Um, you know, we kind of conclude that season with that game. Like, how did, how was that that road trip like for you guys? And um, you know, just explain, um, you know, like the hardships you guys had to face throughout that game and how you were able to bounce back. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. 
be I missed the road trip. Um, I'm in the Air Force, so I had right, drill. Right, yep, yep, okay. I had drill that day, but I did miss the road trip. But uh, I was there for the way home. But I don't think it was the same energy on the way home, but it was it was nice. Yeah. The they like put us up nice hotel. They set up the locker rooms pretty nice. It was it was all quaint. It was really cute. Um, and the the feeling of that the the pregame was nice. It was nice. Having like there's just just small details you always remember like the yeah, NCAA balls. Yeah, that's the balls. little things that stick yeah. out and you always remember. Right? It was it was very cool. Um, and then I don't know we we battled we battled for sure. So I don't even remember crying or anything. I remember just being like this was a good season. Like yeah, we we just just being able to accept the the good with the bad. You know right. what I mean? So, you know it kind of leaves you in shock. Like damn that really happened, but. We created, you know, so many memories along yeah. the way, and we were able to capture the you know, yeah. conference championship. Not too many teams are fortunate to make the NCAA like, tournament. Like, yeah. Insane. Um, but to kind of wrap up that season again as a whole, um, I remember that one game in particular. I forget who you guys are facing, but your mom was dressed as oh my gosh. Anchorman. Oh, my gosh. She's in the Air Force, too, right? Yeah. Correct? That's where you get that from. So um, just talk about that a little bit and what that experience was like. Um, I actually was – she is – Definitely a person that was do that that would do that, and I actually was going to text her not to do that. No, so you kind of had a feeling. She was yeah, I had yeah. a feeling. Um, completely forgot, and when they were like something in the Air Force, I was like, why are they like commemorating me right now? Hmm. And they were like, as soon as they said text sergeant, I was like, no way. Um, and actually, I, I like I fell, but I didn't cry instantly because yeah. I was like really really joyous. Mm -hmm. it took me it took me so long to cry. Um, that was that was pretty awesome. That thank you so much to my coach. Uh, she set that up. That was beautiful. Um, I remember when the anchor was out there. I was like, I was like upset. I was it, like, yeah. why are you here right yeah. now? Like, I, I have a whole a yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have a whole like like uh, pregame handshake. And mm -hmm. What are you doing here? Oh, <sighs> that's right. Yeah, they took yeah. Out the, yeah, yeah. Come to find out, it's my mother. Right. I mean, yeah. you kind of had a feeling something was going on. There's no mascot ever at the game. Yeah. One game, the mascot stayed. Like, you know, what, I was like, what's what going is on? this? Yeah. But, um, again, awesome stuff from you, Ashanti. Um, you know, just, again, I guess we could kind of close out the episode with the Air Force. Like, is that something that uh, you wanted to kind of follow in mom's footsteps? Or you kind of, like, took that liking, you know, for yourself to, like, pursue that as well? Um, no. Nope. Didn't want to do it at all. No? Hey, grades are important. Grades are important. If you want to graduate debt-free, which is something that is so essential nowadays, grades are important. Um, if you want to go somewhere grades are important. I, I ended up graduating high school with like a, a 2.67 GPA because I didn't take it serious to my senior year. And when I took it serious, I got all A's. So, and you never realize how easy something is until you do something harder. Like exactly. college is harder. So now since I've been in college, it's it's definitely way, way more challenging, but I've just rose to the occasion. Like I don't let myself not be in Dean's List every year now because I just, I just accept, expect more for myself. Um, but yeah, I did not want to follow in the footsteps at all. Didn't want to do it at all. My mom, my stepdad, my brother, they're all in. Didn't want to do it at all. But we just had, I have to be super realistic. I want to graduate debt free. I want it, I want nothing on my table except for what I put there. So um, the Air Force is like, you just got to make mature decisions. Um, so I'm in it. Another uh, four more years, two down, which is super exciting. Um, but yeah, I'm in it. Um, do well in school. Yeah. So I mean, two more years of school. Uh, your junior, your junior years coming up. Your senior years right after that. Um, I know you said you wanted to go into like history and like, teaching and stuff like that. So like, for you, what's like your your main goal? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? And what do you want to? Uh, what do you want like your future occupation to be? Um, I think I want like 
the big thing to be like a teacher yeah because there's more than just athletes in the world and of course i want to have my hand in that but i want to be the person that is just there there for these students and these kids who need it i right. wish i had a teacher that was like you can do good yeah like just level with me like you can do good you don't need to do this you don't need to do that you can do well in school because high school is such a trying time for most people, and I feel like if I had better guidance from the people that I cared about, I would have done better. So I want to just be the, the type of teacher that's just like, we're going to do this, and hey, you might not like this, but I promise you, you're going to get something out of it, and uh, give history a better rap. Not yeah. a lot of people like history. Got to give it a better rap. Got to give it. Hey, again, my strong suit in school is like English, like writing. Yeah. I, nothing like... I, I wasn't good at math, I wasn't good at like history and like focusing on stuff that I wasn't engaged in. So if you can get kids to engage in what you're talking about, that's vital. That's it. Like they're gonna every kid in the class is gonna have an A. You just gotta like you like as a trainer, like that's what you do. You get kids to engage in what you're talking about so they can become the better the best version of themselves. Um, so you know that kinda I guess wraps up the whole episode with Ashanti. Um, you know, big shout out to me versus me camp, the anchor women. Over at Island College, um, what'd you think of the show? What'd you think of the lineup? How, how's it, how are you feeling the whole half hour we had here at the rec center? Man, Cam is awesome. <laughs> if you get a chance to sit down with this kid, if you get a chance to just work with him, just know you're gonna be in the best hands possible. Um, this dude's this student's awesome. Works hard at his craft. Okay, it's very diligent. Um, I was looking at your stuff, man. You go to work, and I, I appreciate someone who goes to work for himself. So this is awesome. Um, and of course, anything you want to do with me, I'd love to collab in the future. This is. This is what it's all about. Definitely. Right. Just just going going to work for yourself, trying to be better for yourself. So, right. Yeah. And that was that's the main focus of this whole episode is keep working hard. You know, chase your dreams. Like it's your life. You've got to do what you got to do to be right. successful to get to that next level. So just keep pushing. And again, any final words from Coach Ashanti, Coach Ashanti to the viewers and the youngins listening today? Um. Final words of wisdom. <laughs> I got you. I got you. A lot of us struggle with confidence. And it doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen when you start to just put in work. Small, simple steps every day. Um, give yourself little affirmations, I can do this, I can do that. Um, and just work work for yourself, put yourself in great positions to succeed. Um, and of course, bet on yourself. Me versus me, man. That's it, that'll do it. Run up me versus me. All social media, the links will be in the description. Run up Campus Corner on all social yes, media sir. platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know how to do. YouTube, subscribe, like that. Hit that like button. And again, we'll see you guys in the next episode, guys. Peace. Yes, sir.